Hey, Tara. Em! <laughs> We're here! Okay, I, I've got my rescue lantern. <laughs> the rescue lantern is here. We should link that in the show notes. Yes, it was a gift from MK. It's from a great Etsy shop with lots of Oz fun trinkets. It's a little lantern. It's perfect for Bun Bun. It's perfect. <laughs> Bun Bun gets a shout out again. Did you have something to ask me as okay. I rudely interrupt you? <laughs> How did you know? Um, well, in my research this morning, I saw a theory, and I'm curious. I don't know if we talked. I don't think we talked Not about breathing. this. This could, and it could be totally wrong. Okay. But what do you think of the idea that the Wicked Witch mm-hmm. is actually a Winky? Oh, right. Cause she, Tell me more about the theory. Like she, how? Well, we don't know much about her, right? From Bomb's book. Yes. But she lives in the land of Winky Country. Her castle's there. Mm-hmm. What if there's this crazy backstory where she's actually a Winky and then somehow like came to power and was corrupt? Yeah, I could buy that. I never thought about that. Well, the illustration I shared yesterday on the Instagram, which is by Evan Dom, and he had a whole thing called um, Bomb by Dom. Uh, he did, He, I think he went through the whole entire Wizard of Oz yes. uh, book and made comic illustrations to go with it. And I discovered this image because, and I loved it because the witch looks just like the Winkies. Yeah. Um, and I love that her one eye is closed. Like, it's just, there's no patch. There, it's just mm. closed. And she actually looks very, very Streganona-esque. Ooh. So she looks more like this herbal witch, mm-hmm. corrupted herbal witch. But she looks just like them. Oh, yes. Um, which is interesting if she is one of them who rose to power yeah. and turned on them. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm very intrigued by that theory. I mean, I just want to know more about her. There's not a lot. So interesting. Like, how did she get the cap? Like, there's so many question marks. No idea. That are dancing around in my brain. Well, shall we get into this rescue chapter? Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm Tara. I'm MK. And you're listening to Down the Yellow Brick Pod. Yeah, you've got me thinking now, Em. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what if she's not even a witch? That's what I think is the interesting <laughs> thing. It's like, okay, if she's if she's a winky without magical powers and just is posed as a witch this whole entire time. That's even worse. That, that fits with what we were talking about in last episode of she's just kind of an internet troll. I also think know? she's an eBay stalker. Like, that's how she got the golden cap. She like she bid. was outbidding people. She outbid. Like I think she's one of those people who like is yeah just at the computer at just, the like, computer being, 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 with her or with her eye her telescopic yeah. eye. Dear God! All right, well let's get into this. <laughs> let's get into this chapter. So hello everyone, welcome back. We are MK and Tara. This is Down the Yellow Brick Pod, where we are dissecting and devouring the Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. We're in a nineteen hundred. 
Do you hear New York City? That's where we're located. There she is. She likes to make an appearance in every episode. By um, sounds of the Q18 bus, <laughs> by sounds of the Amazon delivery man. Shout out. <laughs> so we're going to start with our bullet points to sum up this chapter. All right, Em, I'm going to start us off. Mine are not very good. They're going to be amazing. They're in chicken scratch, so bear, <laughs> bear with me. Okay. Bullet point number one. After melting the evil Wicked Witch of the West, Dorothy dashes to free the lion and the Winkies, who immediately burst into celebration. Celebrate good times. Come Come on! on. That was spontaneous on my end. (gasps) But Dorothy and Lion can't help but miss their friends, and so Mm -hmm. decide to assemble a rescue mission. Assemble. Okay, bullet point two. With willing help from the Winkies, they first rescue a battered and bent tin woodman, leaving him to the tinsmith's supreme hospital shining care, and second rescue the scattered straw and clothes of the scarecrow, sewing him back up, and at last all five of them are reunited, and it feels so good. Sing it, Tara. Bullet point number three. <laughs> Finally, after a few days of R&R at the Yellow Castle, the victorious and recovered party decide to head back to the Emerald City to make the wizard pay up. Hashtag pay up. <laughs> leaving the bedaz- leaving bedazzled. <laughs> they got so many gifts. They got a lot. Leaving bedazzled the waving winkies behind who love the Tin Woodman, and with the golden cap propped on Dorothy's head. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! Golden cap! Recycling, rummaging, recycling, rummaging. <laughs> Hope you heard that, listeners. Oh my gosh, those were awesome. I loved all of the musical numbers. There were some that were spontaneous. That was a great one. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get into this. All right, hit me. All right, here we go. Bullet point number one. Dorothy shares the good news with her friend, the lion, that the Wicked Witch at last is dead! Yes! Melted by a bucket of water. You killed her! (laughs) And alerts the Winkies to their newfound freedom, leading to feasting and celebration and proclaiming this day a holiday ever after. Yes! Bullet point number two. Lamenting her friends, the woodman and scarecrow missing from the party, Dorothy proclaims a rescue mission, leading the Winkies to bring the Tin Woodman back to the Yellow Castle to straighten out his dents, and quickly thereafter, the Tin Woodman chopping down a tall tree with his new golden axe in order to retrieve the Scarecrow's clothes. Okay, um, I gave you, like, (laughs) bare minimum basic... I have a problem. You are, like, the detail-oriented queen. There's a lot of commas, semicolon. Keep going, this is wonderful. This grammar is not correct. (laughs) Bullet point number three. After the Winkies stuff the clothes with clean straw to reveal our friend the Scarecrow once more, Dorothy and friends remember their search for their heart's desires and Mm. decide to return to the Emerald City the next day to speak to the wizard, but not before receiving personalized gifts from the Winkies, (laughs) a full basket of food, and a stolen mysterious golden cap perched atop Dorothy's head as the Winkies cheer them on towards their journey. Yeah, she totally did steal she it. She stole. Like, what if that was left in the Wicked Witch's will to someone? <laughs> She's she like, just this looks it. cool. I think I'll take this. It's such a little girl moment where she yeah. like, I look beautiful. I'm I like this. I'm just going to wear this. And Why she not? she never saw it on the Wicked Witch of the West's head, right? No. I think she just sees it in her room. 
and decides she wants it. Was she sleeping in her room in those couple of days? Did she oh, maybe. take on the master's like bedroom? Laying in the yes. bed. She should. I would have had nightmares, though. <laughs> I can't sleep in a room of someone I murdered. I think I would. Someone I murdered and also, like, someone who was, like, really mean yeah. and, like, your captor. Maybe it was, like, a vic- like yeah, a revenge thing. Dorothy, we need to get you a therapist. Yeah, this isn't right. This isn't right. She needs help. I also, you made me think of my dad just in that moment of um, the beginning of like, Tony. He loves the Winky in the movie that says, You killed her. He imitates it all the time. You killed her. (laughs) He thinks that man is genius. What context does he use this in? He just, every time it comes up, he always, like, stops and watches that moment. It just used to be, like, his favorite. Like, he thinks, like, I think my dad would be that guy. He would play that He would be the extra that gets the one line. You killed her. You killed her. It's a big moment. I mean, that's a big, big moment. He's even credited. He's credited over Uncle Henry, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Fix me if I'm wrong, people. I think he. I think he actually is. I think he's in the credits over Uncle. Because he's like the lead, Winky. Yeah, (laughs) he has one line, but you killed her. It's how he says it. It is is, very. Yeah, he has a good inflection. Oh God, the movie. It's so close to our life. Get ready. Cannot wait. But before there were movies, there were pictures. There were illustrations. (laughs) There were illustrations, and that's all we had. All right. Well, let's look at WWD's <laughs> illustrations. They're yellow. They're, They're like a mustard whole, yes. yellow. We're also like sitting in a mustard garden right now on There's my a bed. Lot of mustard. My room is pretty much. That's the theme. I love. Same. I love it. Same. 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 I mean, this is the my time favorite has come. season. I also think this is a Wizard of Oz season. Like, <laughs> I think the fall is very. It's a special season. Linked to Oz-ness, yes. like, with the scarecrow and stuff. But anyways, yes. okay, let's look at this first illustration. This is the chapter page, which, M, I did not know this, that I learned from the annotated Oz, is that this was not the original title of really? this chapter. No. In the earlier editions of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz from 1900 and The New Wizard of Oz, which was the reprint in 1903... Um, the title was listed in the table of contents as how the four were re- reunited. Oh, but it, I think it was always pictured as the rescue. So the table of contents was incorrect Oh, or just said how the four were reunited. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And I then, like the rescue better because it's more, it's, there's it's more to action. The point. Yeah. I think of Bernard and Bianca. Oh yes. Rescuers down under. Yes. So, yeah, in, in the 1920s, they dropped it from the chapter title pages, and they just Whoa. kept the rescue as the name of chapter 12. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. I love that. Little detail, little tiny thing. But yes, yeah, so let's it. talk about this page. Do you want to describe it? <laughs> yes, please. This is a wonderful moment. So we have the Tin Woodman sitting on a bench, and he is dented... The word I wrote. Right. The yeah, word. dented but not down is what I wrote. Dented but not down. Hashtag, I wrote Picasso-ian because it's like a Pablo Picasso painting. Like his face is all kind of, it looks kind of droopy. His nose yeah. is all out of shape. And Dorothy looks concerned she's and she's helping nurse him. Vibes. Yeah, she's by his bedside. Even his little cap is like off to the side, just totally crooked. Toto's concerned as well, just He's perched like, watching. Is that you, Tin Woodman? Is that? Yeah. I'm not sure. He has very long arms in this illustration. Both the Scarecrow and the Tin Woman <laughs> have really, so yeah, lanky arms that yeah. 
almost can touch the ground, I feel like, whenever they're standing. Like, they have very, very long arms. Yeah. So he's a Pablo (laughs) Picasso painting to me. It's it's very comical. It does not look comfortable. No, poor guy, but he's so happy, so optimistic. Yeah, he looks okay, you're right. Then our next page is the T for the the cowardly lion mm. starts us off. The scarecrow is being repaired on the T by a winky. I love winky the winky man. boots, by the way. Yes. Also loved the Wicked Witch's boots. Yeah. Too. I just think they were so cool, the, like white and black. Yeah. I love that style. Yes. Um, and Dorothy's observing yet again. I love that we are getting Dorothy observing the repairing. She's overseeing. Yes, yeah. she's so concerned. She's so sweet. I think in one of Bomb's details, he described her as being really anxious in all of she this. She is a little bit. Yeah, she's concerned. Of course she would be. She, she wants to make sure her friends are alive. She guys. <laughs> so yeah, the scarecrow's being fixed. He's in sort of a straddle. Um, Stretching. His straws, like... Coming out, poking out of, poking out of his ears. Mm-hmm. They're restuffing him. It's just a process, right? Like recovery. This is a big takes process. Time. Healing. And then the color. This is plate. a great moment. Oh, did you note this one? I didn't note this one. For a couple of these, I use the same one. Okay. It's unselfish. Unselfish. Because I feel Cute. like the Winkies are really. I mean, they don't have to help. No. You know, but they're being so kind, so selfless, and very generous. I love this so Winky man. Hairdo. They've got back. He's completely bald up top, but around his like bald patch is all these hairs that are flipping. Like a fringe. Yeah, like a fringe. Yeah. A, a fringe haircut. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so this is the color plate. This um, is a cute go one. ahead, describe. Well, first of all, it looks like an Instagram filter, and the filter would be named Lemon. Like everything is yellowy. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, like citrus colors, which I really am into. So now we see the Tin Woodman. He's getting repaired. A lot of the dents have been straightened out. He does not have arms at this moment. He has like half a leg and there's four Winkies and they're all looking very concerned. They're really meticulously hammering out these dents, doing their work. Dorothy and the lion are overseeing this once more. And my favorite moment is this Winky man with, it looks like a very hot, like, tool it's red that he's kind of make it's right in between his eyes that he's trying to smooth smooth out the dents yeah. i mean this looks really like intense yeah it's a like hot a hot iron. iron yeah there's like this little fire over here where he's heating them up and the caption the tinsmiths worked for three days and four nights it's quite some time that is quite a job these tinsmiths I feel like the Tin Woodman is meditating right now. He's so meditating. He's just very calm. He's letting... He knows the destination is to be completely repaired. He's staying calm. He's giving this beautiful smile to Dorothy, which I think probably makes Dorothy feel at ease. She's like, okay, he's all right. Right, and it is a good thing that he can't feel. Like, this is (laughs) really... This would be quite... The opposite. This if is you like could. being awake for a surgery, like heart surgery or something. Yes. You should yes. not be. So the word I wrote was professional because I feel like these Winkies know what they're doing. Yes. They are professional tinsmiths. Yes. They know what's up. That seems to be a trade of their land. Yes. They're very I skilled. Wrote recovery. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been through some some traumatic moments. It is, you're so, right. Like, the fact that they just rushed to their aid is pretty noble. It is a rescue, for sure. They yeah. didn't have to help. Yeah. 
Okay, let's see what we got next. Do, do, do. Oh, yes. This, this is I think this is one. the last photo of the chapter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not as many as no. the previous ones. Okay, so this one is two Inkies. Um, one a um, one is in a polka dot dress <laughs> with a it. really cool bonnet. Older, um, fem- I would presume a female, um, and she is sewing back on the eyebrows <laughs> of the scarecrow, <laughs> and there's straw all over the floor. And then I love the little winky lad Aww. who's on the ground, again, in those, like, fierce boots. I would wear those. I would buy those. Oh, those boots are great. Yeah. And he is on all fours um, doing cat-cow as he... <laughs> is ironing out the Scarecrow's hat. The Scarecrow's hat has been given a lot of detail in this book. Like, we always yeah. see when he purposely takes it off. There's a lot going make on. Make sure it's preserved and it's kept out of harm's way. So right yes. now, it's being... All the crinkles are being taken out of it. Yeah. And this man looks so happy to be helping. I know. And it's it, so sweet. I will say the energy feels genuine of the Winkies. Like, yes. where we said the Emerald City, pristine... Shine felt a little false. Yeah. The Winkies don't feel that. They feel... They're ready to help. Like, there's a relief here to know that they're serving people who have their best intentions mm. at yeah. hands. Like, yeah. they, know, I feel like they trust this team that yes. Dorothy has um, yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. So they're ready to help them. There's a joy. Yeah. I want to know more about the Winkies. It's, I'm... Yeah. It's very unclear. And, like, we discovered this um, just doing some work on the Instagram. We're talking about um, people first language and how the Winkies are primarily described as being slaves, which we have chosen to use enslaved people instead of what Baum had written, mm-hmm. um, just as we are <laughs> 120 years later yeah. and finding better language. Yeah. Um, that's like the basically yellow and slaves are the only words used to describe them, and that's just right. like there's a whole culture here that we're not getting that a lot we're not of getting info about because it's not told through their lens. It's right. told through an onlooker's lens who maybe doesn't understand them. That would be cool to have like a whole perspective, a whole story from their perspective of everything that happened. Just right. a whole backstory. Well, I think in Wicked Fero. Is from Winky Country. I believe so. So there's probably more. I can't wait to read. To read. Actually, yeah. to read, not reread. I think I started Wicked when I was like 14 and I was like, this is a this lot. This is a lot. I read it, yeah, when I was probably that age. And I got through it, but I remember being like, this is, whoa, because I, I noted that. I forgot in, yeah, in Gregory Maguire's um, Wicked. Um, the land that we know as Winky, Winky Country is called mm-hmm. Vincus, and it is revealed Vincus. that Winky is considered a derogatory term. Yes, I did read that today in just, like, some, like, basic scrolling yeah. on the Wiki yeah. uh, fandom page. Yeah, page so fun. Oh, obsessed with it. Thank you to whoever <laughs> I know. Who it. does that? Who's maintaining that? <laughs> oh, we see you. We, we see love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, want to get into the chapter? Let's do it. All right. I I did write in next to the rescue picture. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Dorothy comforting the Tin Woodman. She's like, like, it's okay. You look great. Oh, gosh. When he looks a mess. Like, you know those you're, moments, you're though. You're fine. Oh, my God. I remember. You'll be okay. I remember once um, I was over my best friend Brett, his home as a kid. 
or not as a kid. I think we were in high school or maybe like in a semester in between college. So not that young, (laughs) but, um, we were in his hot tub um, and just, it was, I think it was like before new year's. And my friend Jenna elbowed me in oh, the no. face. Oh no. And it was one of those moments that happened <gasps> so fast. Like she was yeah. getting out of the tub and she just it smacked happens. me so hard. And like all I saw was like blood gushing <sighs> down my face. So like I got I just started moving, got out of the tub. Right. And like I would just have my hands over <gasps> my face. Ah. And um Brett's father, who recently passed, um, <laughs> giving some love to my friend Brett. Um he, this is one of the moments I shared with Brett recently too, is like a moment I will always remember his dad for. He was like, let me see, let me see. Like he just wanted to make sure I was okay. And I took my hands away and he was like, oh no. <laughs> he literally just was like, oh no. Oh. Cause my nose was like crooked. It was crooked. <laughs> what? I didn't end up breaking it. It snapped back into place oh, and I, fe- I felt it happen. <gasps> It was so wild, but you that were moment, the Tin Woodman. You yeah, were that dented. moment of people like staring at you with that face of like they, they want to say something positive, but like, they oh, they're this, like oh, this is bad. This is not I what you looked like before. I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> this is not good. Oh, poor little guy. Okay, oh, wow, wow, wow. So wow. I love though that the chapter starts with that image. So like again, like Bomb gives this like little foreshadowing to these. Like, I'm thinking about the 1900 child who's probably really concerned about what's going to happen to the yeah. scarecrow and Tim They're nervous. They don't know. So they get, this, they get this little um, image that reassures them, like, hey, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Before we actually find out through the text. Okay, so something I underlined, the first thing I underlined in this chapter is... In this sentence, there was great rejoicing among the yellow winkies. Also thought about like the blue munchkins again. Like, yeah. it makes me think of Legends of the Hidden Temple, that Nickelodeon show that had oh like gosh. the silver Stop. snakes. The yes. color being so important. Oh my okay, gosh. for they had been made to work hard during. I underline this many years for the wicked. Which, which I was like, many years? How many years? Yeah, wow. And then, this was the big thing that struck me, who had always treated them with great cruelty. They kept this day as a holiday. I know you Woo! said this in your notes. Then and ever after, and spent the time in feasting and dancing. So, Em, what do you think this holiday was <gasps> named? Ooh! Um, and I always have a part two. What did it make you think of in our culture or our our days that we celebrate yeah oh what would it be called the day dorothy freed the winkies (laughs) um winky wacky winky day i don't know um no i love that they create a holiday i've actually always wanted to do that you know you hear about people being like or the mayor of a town being like this is a holiday i remember i mean on a surface level, it makes me think of, I used to love American Idol, and they used to, like, when the oh, singer yes. in the finals would, yes. like, go to their hometown, they'd be like, this will be carry under a day. And it's like, what? They get, so all, what they get their own day? Like, what does that mean? So when the day reappears <laughs> next year, is, like, her music blasted Just on a loudspeaker throughout the town? What no. happens? Does she get in a convertible and just, like, wave? <laughs> Here I am. Hello, all. No, but what does it mean? No, I truly don't know. Truly. I know, like, mayors are always just thrilled to throw keys at people. They like, throw right? The, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm picturing here. 
They're like, Dorothy, you get the key, key to, to what? the Winky Country. I mean, she's already stealing things. She doesn't need any keys. She gets, right? well, we didn't, haven't even gotten to the treasure chest of, like, <laughs> jewels she's going to get from the Winkies. Oh, my gosh. But, um, no, yeah, this, I know you have some things to talk about. This definitely made me think of Juneteenth. Yeah. Um, Same. So, yeah, I mean, a day to celebrate freedom, Obviously, yes. and liberation. It would just be called Freedom Day. Freedom Day. Liberation Day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it feels very, very just like a 4th of July type celebration of like. Oh, I just wonder like what their festivities would be if they would like have water buckets. Like, <laughs> they throw water on each other. There's maybe there's a ritual involving <laughs> water buckets. Um, yes. And, yeah, I wonder, like, what the day would entail that would be their way of honoring. There's a reenactment. A reenactment sounds like a lot. <laughs> sounds re-traumatizing. Yeah, true. We don't, we don't need that. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking, like, what would they call this day? Would it be about Dorothy or would or it, would be, it about be about them? them? Yeah. Because how? who decides that? I mean, also, right. like... I'm going to be completely honest. I did not know what Juneteenth was until right. this year. Yeah. I had no awareness that of what this... And it's that it's not a national holiday yet. Activists right. are continuously fighting for it to be a national holiday. And I think it should definitely yes, be agreed. a national holiday. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I did not know what it even... Like, what... Uh, how long it took for each state to abolish slavery after the Civil War happened. Yeah. So Juneteenth is commemorated on the anniversary date of the June 19th, 1865 announcement by Union Army General Gordon Granger proclaiming freedom from slavery in Texas. Wow. That was the final state. But, like, what happened when that was proclaimed? What was the aftermath, which we know, we do know from history the reparations were not clearly constructed at all they were right. pretty much abandoned so that's what i'm interested in too is like when you declare a national holiday especially something that's to celebrate freedom and human rights being rewarded back is mm-hmm. like what is the aftermath of that like the holiday is very performative right, right. it's very much which is ne- necessary we need the energy the ritual yeah, yeah and the energy that creates it's it's necessary right like i'm even thinking at the end of this chapter when dorothy and all of them leave they cheer them out which is like that is a resurgence of energy they need to get back yes. to emerald city yes so that being said i'm like what how are they going to get back on their feet? Which we know we'll know a little bit l- later that they want the Tin Woodman to come back. Yeah. They want him so to come good. back they and love be him. a ruler. They love, they love Tin. They love him. That makes <laughs> me think tin. that the Tin Woodman was nothing but, like, um, grateful, like, while right. they were taking Maybe care of him. Maybe he was just so appreciative and that really stuck with them because they hadn't been appreciative. They haven't had a leader who's seen them as actual human beings. Yeah. You're making me also, going back to, like, the holiday thing, even though it is, of course, a celebration, there's also probably, like, a very somber feeling, because it's, like, the fact that you even have to celebrate being released. Right. Like, I don't know, it just makes me think of people... I don't know. I, I mean, I've, of course, I don't know this exact feeling. Someone who's maybe, like, been in prison for decades and gets released, or... 
Right. You know, and it's like a relief, but it's <gasps> also a sadness of like, oh yeah, like I lost those years. It's right. both feelings. Right. No, I think it's so. I love the autumn equinox, and it's all about yeah. holding, which we just we just celebrate it. It's all about holding equally our light and our dark, and like I see that as like holding our nuances in yeah. equal with with equal agency. Yeah. Um, and not denying something that might feel shadowy the same way we look at something that has light. You're making me think too of, um, personal holidays, like people who celebrate, like I've now been 17 years sober. Right. Like I'm sure there's a somberness that comes with that because I'm sure it brings up memories that were not pleasant when there was an alcohol addiction. Right. It's so, I think this is a beautiful conversation that holidays are important because they put light on maybe something that is dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we honor the dark in a way that doesn't, um, I think, completely tug at our spirits yeah. or also like re traumatize, like we're talking yes. about, or make us feel stuck in the past? Like, right. how do we use it to propel us forward? Yes. This is a great conversation because. We don't really witness holidays be declared now, um, like, in frequency. Right. I hope we get to see Juneteenth become a national holiday. That would be awesome. I also think Election Day should be a national holiday. Yeah, I think it's agreed. absurd. As if we're wearing some shirts today. Yeah. Let's give a shout-out. Um, these these shirts are from Amanda and Anna Klute's line, the Hooray for line. We, I have a shirt that says Hooray for Voting. Mine says Hooray for Health Heroes. Yes, and we um, we followed Amanda Klute's story. She lost her husband, Broadway actor, um, and just all-around awesome human being, Nick Cordero, to COVID-19 in a very heartbreaking, long battle. Um, mm-hmm. So we followed that journey and also just Amanda and her family's positivity that was like unbelievable (laughs) like indestructible faith yeah i wrote in one of my journals during when nick was still fighting um i need faith like amanda clutes like that is an amazing that is i don't understand like it's just amazing but anyways yeah we i have on this hooray for voting shirt and i think it's insane that it's people have to go to work on voting day and that what that can also like cause problems for someone who's really just trying to vote because what if you work yeah what if your job is what an hour away and your voting poll that you're assigned to is like in the complete opposite direction that's not going to be helpful well i mean also just like voter suppression is a real thing i know some people don't believe it's real it definitely is there's a lot of obstacles that are put into place even when i went to go rent a car this weekend with my friend um, we were talking about, like, the real driver's license now that there is. Like, oh, yeah, the real ID. The real ID. Like, I keep forgetting. Why is the other one fake? It was serving everyone just fine. <laughs> How is it fake now? It's just, It like, worked all this time. And it's more money. Yeah, yeah, And it's just like, okay, so that's it. fine for someone who has money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, if this is, like, another expense added it's on. Like, uh, especially now during COVID. It's like, this is the last thing I need. Right. So just know? putting that all out there that, like, if Election Day was a national holiday, we could also just trust that that would mean more people would show up to these polls. It would be easier. And yeah. not have to face all the obstacles. Right. And just the importance of it in our country. Like, this yeah. is very important. Can't this be a holiday? Uh, it's excruciatingly important. <laughs> Why? Come I know. On. I know. I think so. that's a, that should be a holiday we should fight for with Juneteenth. Let's do it. All right. So let's put that on cool. the list of things put it on the that, we, list. that we really care about. Okay. Amazing. 
All right. So there's rejoicing. And then the lion is the first one to say, I miss the scarecrow. I miss the tin woodman. I would be happy if they were here. Dorothy had amnesia. Dorothy, (laughs) she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. But she is anxious. Anxiously, she says, can't we rescue them? She has this idea. We can try, answered the lion. So they do call the, uh, the yellow winkies and they ask them if they would help rescue their friends. And the Winkies said they would be delighted to do all in their power for Dorothy, who had set them free from bondage. I can't handle an X sentence, though, because I'm like, <laughs> what is the selection Dorothy, process? what do you mean? So she chose a number of the Winkies who looked as if they knew the most. How do you decide such a thing? That is sketch, Dorothy. Yeah, like, that is really sketchy. Who looked as if they knew the most. Oh, so wait, if someone like sta- if someone was standing there like twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> they don't look like they know. They don't look, yeah. But if someone's like pacing, like, all yeah, right, yeah, like ready this. To, like, so what is, I want to know what that look looked like. You know, that who knows? created this Great question. selection process. <laughs> I'm choosing to see that with a comic eye. Yeah, she's, she's a young child. She's like, okay, that person, oh. sure, let's choose them. Yeah, they look strong. Uh, yeah, Let's yeah. go with that He's person. tall. <laughs> um, I am, can I ask you something? Of course. Okay, so is there, okay, from your, like, lifetime, uh-huh. a rescue that you think of? Like, one that was, like, covered by national news that just, like, sticks in your brain? Oh, my gosh. Whoa. I actually was thinking about this this morning. And actually, I was thinking about one that's a lot smaller that, um was not covered by national news, but, um, I was doing some research on nine 11 recently and I read about, there's a whole section, like when you're doing your research and on websites about people who helped just like workers in the building who would go back and help people who maybe didn't make it out themselves, but helped others get out. And there's one story of, um, there was, like, a staircase where, like, either you had to go up or down, and it was truly just, like, roll the dice. Like, if you go yeah. up, you hope that a helicopter, people thought a helicopter was going to come Ugh. and save them on the roof, which no. we know didn't happen. And if you go down, you would hope that, like, the stairs wouldn't be blocked by debris. And this was in the second tower that was not This yet was hit. in the second one, right, that they were, yeah. like, what's going to, is this oh, one God. going it to? It's still I so mean, awful. it's traumatizing to talk about. Yeah. Um, but... There was a man who was kind of helping people get down, I believe, and then he was about to head down the stairs, and he heard, I think, someone calling for help, and there was a man in his office. Everything had basically, like, fallen and blocked the door, and there was fire, and this man, like, climbed over through the fire and dragged him out from behind this barricade, and they make it down the stairs and out alive, and then, I think, very quickly after, as they were walking away, they saw, you know, the tower fall. And they, they became, like, lifelong friends. Like, their yeah, families bonded. are bonded. bonded. They visit each other. They I think his kids call him, like, uncle. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Of course, there's amazing, huge rescue missions. And there's also just those tiny, like, he didn't have to go back. He probably was like, I'm either, I'm probably going to die helping, trying to help this man. Or I could just go down the stairs. But he went back. And that stuck with me from my from my reading. Yeah, I recently revisit 9-11 as a way to commemorate Yeah, since we just passed that day and it's been, geez Louise, 19 years? That's insane. Yeah, um, I know. There's so much with it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I was reading about, or I was listening to some phone calls of people just knowing so that they were hard. that they weren't going to make it, and some like completely calm. I'm like, what is that? Like the people who are completely it's like calm, a supernatural. Like they're almost comforting the person on the other side of the phone, oh my gosh. and then other people like completely in panic of yeah. just like the disbelief. Ugh. I mean, it's yeah, like your extreme fight or flight kind of responses coming out. Yes. Oh, Um, gosh. I mean, none of us can imagine what we would do in those situations until you're there. We're in them. I, I, there's a rescue that I remember from when I was a little kid. And I actually, I think it happened before I was born, but it was. In, I think they made a made-for-TV movie about it. I'm yes! wondering if you remember this. Oh, tell me. It is The Rescue of Jessica McClure. Yeah. It was in 1987. Yeah. She's the little girl who fell in the well. She fell in the well. Yes, I was This was, was like every this. parent's worst nightmare ah! happening. I remember being traumatized by this. And there was a movie that was made in 1989. <gasps> I think it was played quite a bit. I just remember my family also just like being obsessed with this story. Yeah. Everyone was, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So this little girl who was 18 months old (gasps) was in her aunt's backyard in Midland, Texas. Um, and on October 14th, she fell into a well (gasps) that it took rescuers 56 hours to free her from. What? She lost a toe. Wait, are you serious? She lost a toe. Yes, and okay, so there's... 56 hours? 56 hours she was in this well because it took them Mm -hmm. a while. I mean, I quickly quickly skimmed this story and I'm probably going to butcher a little bit of the details, but they did not have the right tools to break through the um, brick that was, like, protecting the well to make, like, a um, parallel well to go rescue her through. They had to, like, go get uh, different equipment because they kept hitting um, on the penetratable um, (gasps) brick that they couldn't get to her through. But do you remember, like, what gave hope? Do you remember any of this? No, no. She was singing Winnie the Pooh. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. Like, don't you just want to die? Like, oh, my God. I know. She was singing Winnie the Pooh. I know my eyes. Oh are my god! Like look that at this just, little picture. That just of her. hit me really she's hard. She's so cute. She's a. She's doing great in her life she right now. She is. She has wow. two children. <gasps> I think she. I actually. I was looking. I was like, where is she now? I all I remember seeing is her family. She has two kids. Oh my god! Yeah. So it took a while for them to get through it, a, a new technology at the time water jet cutting was used to finally get through that hard rock that was near her um and then the picture that everyone remembers won the pulitzer prize in 1988 where she's like just bandaged and really bruised um and like she met reagan (gasps) after that i I mean reagan what was he oh reagan quoted President Ronald Reagan, for people who are curious, um, he said on CNN, like, when they... So CNN was around the clock following yeah, this, which I, yeah. it got criticized for making it a media circus right. because like, people were crowding. someone trying to... It's a to, child yeah. that is trying to be rescued. Yeah. He said, everybody in America became godmothers and godfathers of Jessica while this was Aww. going on. And that's... The name of the made-for-TV movie was Everybody's Baby. Oh the my rescue gosh. of Jessica McClure. And I think that is like it's a parent's worst nightmare. Can you imagine going oh my gosh. coming true? But something that was really sad that I actually again like we're holding the light of this and also holding the dark. Yeah. That I wanna just bring some awareness to. One of the paramedics who was involved with her rescue, Robert O'Donnell, 
he actually suffered a great amount of PTSD um, following this, which I always want to bring light to mental health because for some people that is one of the hardest struggle, invisible struggles. And there isn't a lot of support still in our country for it. Like it's kind of secret and it's privileged support. Um, Or it's like not secret, but it's like um, we don't speak about it still enough. Or understand Um, it fully. So yeah, he was coping with a lot of PTSD and then like had all this fame right after. And then that like abruptly disappeared um, and he committed suicide in 95. Oh my and that gosh. just was like, wow, wow, this man like rescued this little girl and then went through this horrible um, reliving oh, wow. of it that no one saw. And then like the media attention left, like all the kind of praise and heroic like um, oh cel- celebration gosh. he was getting just kind of disappeared. And that like really can mess with of someone's course. psyche. I'm so glad you brought that up. Robert McT- Robert O'Donnell, he's a paramedic, and it's just with all our our essential workers, healthcare workers, and people who do risk their lives. Yeah. Um, it's an important thing to just bring back oh into awareness gosh. that there are some unseen struggles. I'm so glad you bring that up because yeah, I feel like there is in our society, of course, like heroes and yeah. they're amazing and a rescue mission. But at the end of the day, it's like if we, if any of us were involved with any of that, that would be traumatizing too. And you probably would relive it and be, and just that fear the of claustrophobia like, what too. if, like, yeah, claustrophobia or like reliving, what if this hadn't gone this way or, right. you know, oh my god. There were moments where they didn't think that they would be able to save her. So there was That's also That's a long that. period of time, 56 hours to yeah. be in that heightened have state. Yeah. It's like a little baby, too. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, she's 18 months. She's a little kid. And wow. also, the uh, Wikipedia article um, links to Floyd Collins, which there's a beautiful musical on. Have you mm-hmm. ever listened to Floyd Collins? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Floyd I Collins was my musical theater thesis paper in, yes! in college. <laughs> I was obsessed with it. It's a musical by Adam Gettle. Yeah. Um, Sondheim, if you are familiar with Stephen Sondheim, was pretty much like musical theater genius of all time. Yeah. Has commented on saying his favorite song to ever exist in the musical theater canon outside of his own work <laughs> is um, the Riddle song, which is a part of Floyd Collins, which is oh, a song wow. between him and his brother when he's trapped underground. So let me just tell you about Floyd Collins really quick. Floyd Collins was um, in a cave. I I believe he worked in caves and he gets trapped. This happened in 1925. This is is one of the first media circuses to ever happen around something like this. Like some person being trapped and because there was a media circus, it delayed the rescue and he actually passed away. Oh my gosh. But there's a song that is unbelievable called the Riddle Song that he sings with his brother. Wow. Like through the shafts of the mine. Because he was, they were able to speak to him. He was in a position where they could hear from him. But yeah, the media kind of detracted it or made it. Yeah, made it hard to even happen. So. Interesting, right? Wow. This is making me think of this whole rescue in a very different light. Right. What could have been interfering oh in gosh. their rescue? I mean, the Winkies are very... We have, like, an overall brushstroke on them being very well-intentioned good people. But I wonder if there was any anything surrounding it that they had to be like, that's not going to be helpful right now. Because they're very focused. All right, Tare. Yes? Have you had to go on a rescue mission yourself? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> I mean, nothing that I can think of that's actually real. <laughs> Other than, like, I've left my stuffed animal, Bun Bun, who we've talked about mm-hmm. before. As a child. That's a big moment. I've left him at places, so I've rescued Bun Bun a bunch. That's a big moment. I've also rescued him as an adult. I lost him in LaGuardia Airport. I think I was you I there for that. No. It was you were not there, but this story is iconic <laughs> because he was like in my bag, like oh my on gosh, the top yeah. of it, and I was at baggage claim. This was my first year on a national tour, mm-hmm. so I was a hot mess. Like my packing was oh my terrifying. Gosh. Nothing oh, ever fit. I think I remember the first plane we got on. I had to give someone my sneakers. Like, because nothing, like, my weight was, like, always over. Please take these sneakers. I was so bad at the whole game of, like, touring, my first tour. It's really hard. Oh, my God, I was terrible. I, like, brought everything with me, and it's, like, you can't do that. But anyways, um, yeah, we got back New Year's Eve um, to LaGuardia, so Patrick came to meet me there, and... I was, like, 25 when this happened, and I, yeah, Bumman was at the top of my bag, my purse, and then I see Patrick coming in to meet me at baggage claim, and I look down, and Bumbun's not there. And I was, like, I could feel, like, myself getting hot, because I'm, yes. like, no. Yeah. How did you, like, again, I've had, this is my stuffed bunny I've had since birth. I bring him <laughs> on all theater contracts. He is, is snuggling with me in bed. Um, I almost hit the like panic buttons inside I could just feel myself getting flushed and I was like looking on the ground and then I think I said something out loud of like babe bum bun's gone like I said something like that but um this man like saw my frantic looking around and came over and he was like are you talking about a stuffed bunny like literally said that and I was like "What?" what I was like yes He's like, oh, I picked it up and I figured it was some kids. <laughs> and then he put it on the um, luggage conveyor belt. He put Bumman on there and he was like, just keep an eye. He'll probably come back. So I go over to like where the luggage oh was God. coming out and I see Bumman just come through. Just like I took a picture. It was my cover photo on Facebook for quite some time because he looks oh so disappointed in me. He's like, really, mom? Like, he went through... He went through that... Like, he went to, to the behind-the-scenes of airports. Oh, my gosh. So I rescued back Bumbun. there? Wow. Have that you rescued? Just, that took me on a journey. I remember this story. Um, I have never... I don't know if I've ever had to... Yeah, obviously nothing, like, intense or serious. So my sisters are both more than 10 years younger than me. We were at a theme park with my family, and... They decided to, I think they were probably like 10 and 11, maybe younger, and they decided to go on the pirate ship ride by themselves, which was, okay, cool. They like reached the height, but it was one of those that almost goes upside down. Like it goes, and it's about to, and it's like automated and it went. Like the Pharaoh's ship? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it went all the way upside down. It's not supposed to do that. It went upside down and then it got stuck. What do you mean? The pirate (laughs) Like, it was stuck upside down? It was stuck. Was, is it even, like, could you sit in it like that? You're, like, real. you're kind of strapped in, but not, like, really. Because it's not supposed to go Because it's supposed down. to go, like, I think it's supposed to kind of. Is this a of, <laughs> I don't even know. I think this was Great America, which is, like, a Six Flags type thing in California. Yikes. I'm scared. Did you sue? I might sue them <laughs> now. The Yeah, so it's supposed to go almost and then come back down, but it, like, something happened where it just stayed. And... <laughs> 
my parents and I were just watching, and I felt, I remember that moment vividly, like, the color draining from my, the blood just, like, draining from my face. My body went cold and just panic. I started crying because I was like, they're stuck! Like, oh my, they're gonna die! They're gonna fall out! It was probably only stuck for maybe five seconds, but it felt like a minute. And my parents laugh at me now all the time. They were fine. And my sisters didn't care. They were like, that was so fun. But I was really upset. Was like, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the ride actually stuck? Well, even the workers were like, after a second, they were like, um, what's going on? Like, it's, it wasn't just like a suspension it's not, moment? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to, it's like a very, it's a gravity thing where it's supposed to not go all the way. But for some reason, the momentum. It like, almost went over? It was upside down. <laughs> I don't know how it's... I don't know. This is why carnivals it are It was horrifying. upside down. But this was... You said this was Six Flags. Th- this was terrifying. Man. So, I didn't act- actually rescue them, but I, I would have figured out a way. So, Dorothy goes through this mysterious selection process that we don't know anything about what it entails. Intelligence-based. <laughs> she chooses who of the who among the Winkies appears like they're going to be the most helpful, apparently. And they set off on a journey. It says it takes that whole day and part of the next. And they come to the rocky plain where the Tin Woodman was laying battered and bent. His axe is near him, but it's broken. And this lovely detail, our sweet Winkies lifted the Tin Woodman tenderly in their arms. And they carry him back to the Yellow Castle. They already loved him. They love him. Maybe they, I don't know why. Maybe it was just, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, like, refreshing to they be took such with good people who are kind. Yeah. I mean, they are going to repair him back to health. Yeah. Dorothy cried. She shed some tears. She feels bad. The lion looks sober and sorry. Sad plight of her old friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, like, you know, best buds in their old age. Their old friend. <laughs> but she's very resourceful. She asks, yeah. are any of your people tinsmiths? They say yes. Some of us are good tinsmiths. That is so lucky. That is not a <laughs> skill that many can say they have. This worked out really well. She says, then bring them to me. It's very regal. <laughs> very regal. All the tinsmiths come. They bring their tools. And she asks them to put him back into shape. Yes, which happens. We have that detail about it taking them three days and yeah. four nights. Hammering, twisting, bending, soldering, polishing, pounding. <laughs> like all these really <laughs> intense, Mechanical. handy yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Verbiage, Yeah. Um, but I love the detail that it says, and his joints worked as well as ever. So we're getting to his him being completely restored. What is so interesting is there's this little note that the Tinsmiths did do a good job, but there still were patches. But yeah. the Woodman was not a vain man, so he did Ugh. not mind the patches at all. And I think about, like, the scars that we have on our bodies yeah. and how... I think scars are really interesting because usually there's a story right. behind the scar, something that you survived. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a funny story. Sometimes it's not. Like, it's a pain. Right. But there are these reminders that are on that are on your body that lets you know that you lived through something. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful that Telling he... a story. Yeah. Do you have any scars, Em, that you <gasps> current... Like, Ooh. not currently... <laughs> 
Do you have any scars that you revisit on your body? Um, Check in with. Let's see. Let's think about it. This is a gross one. When I was um, in junior high, I really didn't know how to shave my legs very well. And I really, I took out a chunk of skin Ooh, on my doing? leg. It's hard to see. Were you doing your leg? <laughs> I think I was being a vain, just like a seventh grader and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to shave my legs. They're going to look so great. I was, going to a, it I was going to a pool party. So it was like, you're going for it. <laughs> and yeah, I, it, that, I don't know if you feel this way. Like if I'm shaving my legs and I cut myself, it takes like a second to even feel it sometimes. There's like sure, a delay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one was bad. So it just took a second to even start bleeding and be like, I think I just. And you have a scar from it? I have a scar. It's very small. But I, it's, it reminds me of that dear old little 13-year-old. Wow. And that's why maybe I don't shave my legs a lot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let them live. So, yeah. How Mine about you, Do you have any fun right ones? I, there's one that is still really, it, it's still pretty visible on my arm. Yeah. You see that? There's, like, this, like, line yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually funny. My first ever day going into New York City for an audition... There's the I, scar. There's the scar. There's the scarring it's day. The, it's the start of it all. <gasps> it was my first audition going in for Surflight Theater. I think it was 2007. Oh um, coming in from my college, going in for their season, I dropped my curling iron <gasps> on my arm. And no. it's still visible. Like, you could still see the, the line. Oh, this was, yeah, 13 ouch. years ago now. That must have hurt really bad. Isn't that wild? Now you have a memory. Now I have a memory. Thanks, Surplight. I even think I reburned it, too. <laughs> like, I think I also, like, I think this area has been hit a couple times. It's right? a very, yeah. Curling I can see that. Yeah, but it's just like, and right now it's just like a little red. I see it barely, blemish. yeah. Wow. But like, luckily I don't think I have any other, like, scars. I've never had a surgery. Me neither. Never Except for surgery. dental. Just, oh, <laughs> my teeth have We've got some scars. lots of stories to tell. I have some dental tell. scars. Oh, yeah. That's they, not fun. They have loads. But <laughs> I, I'm just realizing, wow, like, you really don't have that many scars Not from things like there's little yeah. there's little like n- like you know scratches and stuff that have stayed for a while yeah I also like ha- got a really bad mosquito bite on my belly like near my belly button this summer Ouch. and it's still visible that happens yeah I can see that <laughs> it's like it's been here all summer long is that funny that's crazy maybe it got infected I really don't know isn't this they fun conversation intense. don't you love this <laughs> I have an unseen scar did I ever tell you my hair got ripped out by the blender what blender? <laughs> you just said that like that's normal. The blender. My or sorry, the mixer, like the mixing, the standing mixers. When I was probably nine, I was making cookies with my grandma. Got it. I was, I was stood, like, "What are you talking my about?" My hair was like waist length, and I turned around while it was on, and I was on the stool talking to her, <gasps> How and much it just that ripped a big chunk to the point were that you, were you inconsolable? It didn't even bleed. Like it just was like it didn't even really hurt. To be honest. It was just scary because I was like, I felt my head getting ripped back. It didn't even bleed. My grandma still made the cookies. <laughs> but yeah, like I had a hair, a patch missing and my mom worked in the morning so she couldn't fit, help me and my dad was trying to help me and it was terrible and I would cry. And then we went to the doctor just to like make sure everything was okay. And the doctor said that I had alopecia 
which wasn't true. Like, this doctor misdiagnosed oh, me. Oh, wow. I've known people who um, have alopecia. Yeah, same. But they, we were like... They maybe thought because your hair right. was so fine and just came out, so... True, true, true. Yeah, easily. I didn't think about that. Um, but we were like, but also it got ripped out by a mixer. <laughs> what an interesting and thing I still, to describe to it doesn't a hurt. It doesn't hurt, but, like, it definitely... It's a little, it's a little sensitive there, too. Oh, interesting. I have, like, weird bumps on my head that I've gotten checked out. Yeah. Um, Like, they're little benign cysts. Yeah. But there's three of them, and one exploded. Like, what? I can't even... It was so weird. What? I woke up one morning, like, nothing... Was this recent? Like, a couple years ago. So, yeah, I've always had these, like, kind of... They're big. Like, if you touch them, you're like, oh, that's, like, a big, hard bump on your head. Oh. And I've, I had three of them. Now I have two. And the one... Oh, or is it three or four? I can't remember. No, I think... Yeah, yeah, And there's one that was, like, right on the back of my head. And one morning I woke up and my whole hair was wet there. <gasps> oh, It wasn't gosh. blood. It, like, it was burst. Just, like, it was yeah, fluid. Fluid. It burst. I didn't know that could happen. Me neither. I'm and I told surprised. the doctor and they were like... Yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah, that, like, happens. So I was like, are the other ones going to do that? Or are they just going to burst? Whoa. So interesting. Bodies. And they told crazy. me, like, there's nothing to worry about with them. Because my mom was like, you need to get these looked at. Because they are pretty big. Yeah. They're a little bizarre. They don't hurt or anything. Like, I just, doctor... I play with them. Yeah. <laughs> I just playing with them. <laughs> yeah, if your doctor's like, it's cool, you're fine. You're, yeah, but yeah, it's weird to be like, when am I gonna wake up and that's gonna happen again? Don't know. So <laughs> that oh was a fun tangent. That was a real fun tangent. But yeah, he's not vain. The Tin Woodman, he's ready. I love that Dorothy was just so weepy seeing him be restored, and the lion yeah. weeps too. I love the detail of the lion. Um, as for the lion, he wiped his eyes so often with the tip of his tail that it became quite wet. That's so cute. Like the back of my head. And he was obliged <laughs> to go out into the courtyard and hold it in the sun till it dried. He was very patient. So sweet. What a sweetheart. Now they're realizing... Oh, wait. Scarecrow. Where's the Scarecrow? We need to go save him. So the Scarecrow, mind you, it's been some more days. Like, they keep tacking on the days. So the Scarecrow is just non-existent because... He doesn't exist. He doesn't exist right now. I they have forgetting. to bring him back. They need to revive his whole entire being. Like, where is his soul right now? Is it just not... It's a great question. Is it in? Is it a Horcrux situation? Like I, it's in the clothes and it has to be combined. I have no idea. Like what's happening? Yeah, does he? Is he just like looming <laughs> over the straw and his clothes in the tree? That's a great question. Well, the Winkies are so generous. They help her. Uh, they help the friends again. They find the tall tree with his clothes scattered around. And no one can climb it because the trunk is so smooth. So the woodman, once again, handy dandy, his axe is brand new. And he chops it down to get the, the scarecrow's clothes. I love that the tin woodman was involved in this rescue. Yeah. Like, he's already... He just got... Um, Renewed. Yeah, and he's already out. Like, let's do it. Um, I also think it's interesting to note... Because he's using a new axe, correct? Like, yes. How lucky! Like they have a goldsmith there, so like he <laughs> so many things. He gets this new helped. axe handle of solid gold. Yeah, and it's fitted perfectly, and that old broken handle is completely um, disregarded, and it's polished. The blade is brand new. All the rust is removed. It's glistening. It's just like, wow! 
It's almost like things had to get really bad for them to get now even better. Now it's better 2.0. Yeah, completely. Like this was an upgrade. You know, like it's, it's not yes. like it's not like um, he's worse off. I think the I think he's better. I think he's better off. <laughs> he's got some patches, Which but like sometimes he's, that's he's better. That's truth. Like sometimes you go through something that's pretty challenging, but you're better off on the other end of it. Yes. So and you have skills to help others, like yes. he's doing now. Yeah. Yes. So they all are picking up the straw. They get the clothes. They shake the clothes off the branches, which I guess has the scarecrow's soul in it. <laughs> he gets new clean straw, so that's really He's exciting. Ready. So the scarecrow's soul has nothing to do with the straw. It could be any right. straw. That's crazy. It's really the clothes, perhaps? It's the clothes. I guess if they didn't have the clothes... He right, can gone. he change outfits? Can I just make a scarecrow right now? And it's him. And it's him? Like, I don't understand. I think so. The, the, the bomb says, behold, exclamation point, here was the scarecrow. So he's suddenly there. That's so, what it, I want to see him come to life. That's I, pretty cool. Yeah, he just, he, he just comes magically <laughs> back. And then they all have this beautiful time at the castle, um, the yellow castle. Mm-hmm. And they're there for a couple more days, like, just kind of chilling out. And then, of course, Dorothy starts to get pained by thinking of Aunt M. And yeah. then this is when they all get back into the... the um, I have to do this. Falling into line, I like they this. always do. Yes, yeah. like, I have to get my heart, brains, courage. Yeah. And then they say they're going to sit out for Emerald City tomorrow. Next so day. Decisions are made. The Winkies get together. They, like, give them a beautiful send-off. They don't want them to go, the Winkies. They want the Tin Woodman especially to say... They beg him to stay. And be their ruler. Like, they're without leadership. And rule over them. Yeah, they that they want a new leader. They want a new leader. I wonder if they want a new leader as much as they think they should have a leader. I think... Democracy, no? <laughs> they probably have never lived with without. That, yeah. Well, I wonder. It's still like we don't really know the history of who was before the Wicked Witch of the West. Right. I think there's probably definitely just a com- not a comfort, but you know, like this is the way it's always been. Like mm-hmm. someone must rule. Mm-hmm. But he says no. We gotta go. And so the Winkies give Toto and the Lion a golden collar. Where are they getting all this gold? It's yellow. It's <laughs> I think the yellow and gold have is a it, Yeah, maybe it's just like a golden country. Yes. They present hmm. Dorothy. Which is interesting, because then like, maybe Wicked Witch of the West is like, her land is the gold, and then maybe the Munchkin's land is the silver. There's a lot of, yeah, like Blue silver, and, yeah. emerald. There's all, the, all these precious gems involved metals here. This and, is, yeah. yeah, metals. This is cool. So to Dorothy, they present a beautiful, a beautiful bracelet studded with diamonds. Which I don't remember that detail. That was new. Don't to remember me. that. I don't know if it gets brought up again. Like we need to look for it in future illustrations. Right. Also, the Tin Man gets like this gold um, engraving around his silver oil can, which actually comes back in the Marvelous Land of Oz. Yes. And the annotated Oz. Um, upon a handsome center table stood a large silver oil can, richly engraved with scenes from the past adventures oh. of the Tin Woodman, Dorothy, and the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow. Stop. The lines of the engraving being traced upon the silver and yellow gold. So maybe eventually he gets that added on. He oh. has this work started, and then when he returns, maybe he gets his journey with Dorothy I and friends. I love that. Put into this 
this oil can that witnessed this entire journey. I would enjoy it's a sacred owning. Object. I want to own that oil can. I love that they all gave speeches. How cute is that? I wonder what they said. Yeah. I would love to see that. Where's I'm the also YouTube like, video? I'm picturing like a rally of sorts. Yes. Like there's being a little soapbox for them each to get up on. Yeah. And then here we go. This is the big moment because Dorothy has no clue what she's doing, but this is going to be her rescue. This is going to be what saves the day for them many times over. Yeah. She goes to the witch's cupboard. She gets, she goes there initially just to get more food for the journey. And then she Smart sees thinking. the golden cap. Dun, 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 dun. And she, of course it fits her perfectly as everything ever does. Sisterhood that she touches. of the traveling cap. Yep. She puts it on, which makes me think she is a witch. Like, yeah, it conforms to her head. Like, well, even like she threw water on the wicked witch of the West. Like she yeah. has a power is with an there, element. You know yeah. what I mean? What if I threw it? Would the same thing happen? I think you, I think you're right. We haven't really discussed that. Does idea. she have? Yeah. Does she, she have has any? Like a magic. Her hands have something to do with it. I think so. so. Yeah. She takes the golden cap because she thinks it's pretty, like very basic. <laughs> this is nice. I want to wear it. And she's gonna put her sunbonnet away so she could wear it. And then they go out on this journey. The Winkies give them three cheers and many good wishes to carry with them. And they're off. So um. Yeah. So I keep thinking, and this has come up a bunch for us. Um, with these tools that Dorothy's gathering because they've all been previously owned by quote-unquote wicked witches who have used them for, have abused have abused the power yeah. of what these tools can stand for. We're not quite sure what the Wicked Witch of the East did with those silver slippers, but it doesn't sound like she tiptoed around them. It sounds like she stomped around them and like, re- and like wreaked havoc yeah. and destruction. Yeah. And then... The Wicked Witch of the West with this golden cap, we know she really took advantage of the monkeys to make this whole kingdom hers. Yeah. So I was thinking about, like, okay, mad, like abusing magic. Like, what is that for us right now? And I think modern technology definitely is magic. And how, when it's used well, <sighs> yeah. it's so freaking amazing. And when it's not used well... yeah. It's kind of like what we were talking about off mic of just, like, our inboxes are imploding. And yeah. sometimes, like, it's just not registering now, especially in the pandemic, since so much is in this virtual magic. Yes. Um, some things just stop registering. Like, they lack the soul or the pulse, and it's just words. Mm-hmm. And the value and the meaning somehow gets stripped mm-hmm. because you're just trying to get through and be like, I'm done. My inbox is clear and clean. It's at a zero. Which is kind of an unrealistic goal. I oh, think. Mine's never been at zero. Oh, mine never <laughs> has either. But it's that feeling. Like, yeah. sometimes I feel that when I sit down to read an email. Yeah. I feel that pressure to just be done with it. Mm-hmm. And it robs me of the experience of, like, the connection that is yeah, being made Yeah, of why you're even... Yeah. Why you're even doing it. So I'm curious of, like, what is magical to you about this mo- our modern technologies? Like, what is your favorite magical mm-hmm. way of using whatever app, whatever thing that you think of? And then what do you feel is, like, ooh, this is destructive, this is unhelpful? Oh, my gosh. Well, two things. I recently watched The Social Dilemma. Right, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I don't know if once I can. You, yeah, once you watch it, we should chat. Um, but there's a quote in there that I've heard before. I forgot who said it, but it is any, basically saying like any successfully advanced form of technology is indistinguishable from magic. 
like if it is such an awesome piece of technology, it actually does feel like magic, as you said. Um, but for me, yeah, I think a magical, what brings me magic with technology right now? I mean, I have mixed feelings about zoom because I'm on it so much that I feel like I'm going to be traumatized, like hearing the word zoom one day. But recently one of my students, he's very new to guitar and he, and he's always wanted to sing and play. And we were singing, um, ironic, or we were working on ironic by Alanis Morissette. And there's that one moment in the verse where it's like, you play a chord, isn't it ironic? G chord, don't you think? And he started like tearing up. He just started like, he was like, that sounded like the song. That was the song. And I feel like it is amazing that we can literally see people through a screen. Even though that's of course not real life, there is a magical element that this person, I actually have never met him in real life. I've only met him over Zoom. The fact that this Mm -hmm. person is having an emotional experience, being able to sing and play something they've always wanted to do made me be like, wow, that's what it's all about right there. That's magical, you know? And there's something beautiful about like that person's in their safe space. He's at his home. Yeah. 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 That might bring out a unique way he feels he can express himself maybe he wouldn't feel in an environment that is yeah not uh is unknown yes i think there's something really beautiful about zoom in that way we've talked about that yeah yeah so that's magical just the the moments of actual connection are magic um what does not serve me (laughs) um i do struggle with email i think because it does feel like a task a lot of the time and it feels like there's I personally on my days off have an away message on my email but it's still in the back of my mind like what if someone's mad at me that I didn't respond because I've had students in the past not really get mad but be like oh they'll then maybe write the school and be like Emily didn't answer you know not passive aggressively just like but then I feel like oh gosh I'm behind already the moment they send the email like the moment I log in I'm already behind and that's not true so there is I think the sense of it not being magical and more destructive is when I'm not even on a screen but I'm thinking about it and worrying and wondering like oh gosh is something waiting for me there that I should be looking at so the ability to figure out how to turn off is is hard. So hard. Yeah. The boundary part is really challenging. Yes. Literal boundaries. Sometimes I want to just throw it away. <laughs> I but know. But then we wouldn't have great things about it, you know, so. And right now, like. Right we, now, what would we do? We, yes, and, like, there's so much information right now to keep yeah. on top of. Yeah. So choosing to like disconnect completely also feels not like a good idea in this moment in time when our nation is where it's at like staying staying awake to the climate is important yeah but it is it's all about the boundaries and knowing how much you can sensibly handle which i don't think any of us really know what we're doing i think we're all trying and experimenting and then we hit like an overload yeah you don't realize your boundary (sighs) till you cross it with these kinds of things oh no and you could because we're human too we forget yeah we don't remember what worked and what didn't (laughs) unless we're being really intentional about like tracking and you can't do that for everything you can't track everything there's so many things that i try to track Mm 
I'm lucky if I get one thing tracked. This this month, I've been tracking my mood each day oh, with, like, cool. a rainbow chart, and it's always, like, different colors. Yes. It's really fun. But that's the only thing, like, I've tried to track my menstrual cycle every yeah. day. I usually forget, like, yeah. something interrupts that. I've tried to track, like, my tasks in a way that feels like I know what I did that day. That gets lost. Yeah. I think this is, for me, what is the hardest, like, when it feels like a disorienting magic or just, like, this isn't helpful. Yeah. Is, like, oh, God, where was it? Dropbox? Is it in the Google file? (gasps) Wait, is that in my Facebook thread? I can't. I can't. Like, I literally, that makes me never want to show up because I can't remember where Where things are. Where is it? And then I spend all this time searching for something, and it's just, like... I wish they could oh all be God. in one spot. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that would be either. I think there are things that are, like, oh. out there that you could, like, download to kind of stream. Maybe I'll look into it because that <laughs> makes me feel like I have 20 tabs open in my brain. Right. You know? Right. Where's and, the magic for And you? also, like, we can't physically... So, if I say this a lot to my clients and to myself... Like, if you try to physicalize this, like, what is usually happening when we turn on our screens, it's, like, ten people running up to you or more being like, hi, I need you for this. Like, you know, like, and they're all talking at once, which is true. That's not, you can't take that in. No, that's not good for us. if you feel that, like, when you, like, open your text message box, you see all these, like, unanswered dots, you'll feel some of that because it's, like, impossible to take all that in at once. You can, like, kind of have to make, like, a cue to, like, work (laughs) through them. So true. You're you're in line. Or, like, they're in line to talk to you. Yeah. Like, because you can't can't listen (laughs) to everybody at once. Like, nothing's going to happen there either. You're so true. So, yeah, I think it's... I... I think my my favorite, like, what is magic? I do like voice memos. I do like... You've gotten me really into those. I think there's something personal, and I feel yeah. like the person is in the room with me. I get their tone. I don't have to do all the work in my head with understanding like, what their tone is. What's the punctuation mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't need to do that extra interpretive artist work, because <laughs> half the time I'm wrong. Yeah. Especially oh, when it's, like, no dealing with something that's maybe a bit sensitive. Yeah. It's, on, like, I'm unsure of tone all the time and I usually put it my brain always kind of put, puts it in the place where it's like the the worst case scenario oh yeah first I've read jokes as like passive aggressive or aggressive moments right. when it's like oh no they were actually joking oh wait oops I did this wrong and you know? silence I think is honestly the worst when you don't hear from someone you mm-hmm. really can get creative in your head right Yes. Tech- oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like, it causes all this, Ooh. like, inner dialogue that we truly don't have science or support around yet. We don't have history on it either. Like, we are living We are it. it right so we're, now. we'll know, like, the repercussions and, like, what's going to be... We will know. ...problematic. Like, our eyes right now with everything. Yeah. It's just a lot. I know. There so, are some tough tough parts and at the same time like shout out to being able to have a podcast you know yes. like connect with this Oz lovers is magic like to me. this is magic right yes. now it feels like you're with us right now this is silver slippers so 100% I want to like keep this kind of feeling in my other dealings with well, technology that's beautiful too like I I am not a huge fan of digital theater as I've been working on my own project mm-hmm. and um 
have been watching some digital theater projects too. I'm not a big fan. It feels it's not it. This is that's right. not why I like theater. It's because it's it's present. Yeah. It's a nice. I keep calling it like a Flintstones band aid. Like it's my favorite kind of band aid. Yeah, but it's a band aid. But it's still a band. It's a band aid. Like this. Yes. This isn't it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As much as I, I think digital theater is a little tricky. It's still making theater accessible to people yes. who maybe can't afford Hamilton tickets. Right. You know, like that's incredible. Yes. So there are these, it's, there are, it's a, it's a roller coaster of pros and cons. Um, but like, I don't want to be a TikTok celebrity. Like, I don't want that for my life. I, I don't want to figure out new apps. Like, I am starting to get like a little bit more like, I'm an old lady yeah, now. Yeah, don't give me new apps. Don't please. give me new apps. I have too many. There's consolidate. I already, I already don't understand the ones that I have. Yeah, <laughs> and they change all the time. Like I don't need new ones. No, I know. No more. So yeah, it's like, oh wow. So it's so cool to think they're like they're silver slippers. These things. Yeah. And they could either feel really snug, like you guys all know. I keep talking about my sister circles. That feels like heaven. Yeah, for sure. But it's, yeah, I guess, I think it's, like, all the stuff leading up <sighs> to those really sacred spaces where you feel, um, wow, I'm connecting with a soul who's not physically in my space in a way that is very intimate. Yeah. Or I'm, like, sharing really funny something. Like, like even, like, sending, like, I love sending messages just to make someone laugh. Yeah, I love doing that. But yeah, I think it's that like no one makes a boundary for you. No, you have to figure out what that is yourself. Yeah, and And that's really figuring that out hard. Yeah, but just remember, it could be like people showing up in your space if you physicalize what is actually happening on your phone. Yes, breathe with that because you. It just it reminds you you're a human being and you can only handle so much. Yes. You don't need to be a machine and try to, like, knock out things. Yes. I love it. Well. Wow, y'all. We're repaired. We're refreshed. We are getting ready to go back to the wizard and see what he says. With the gold cap, silver shoes. Like, yeah. all the goodies. Oh, my gosh. Diamond bracelets. So, our next chapter is all about the wing monkey. I can't wait. Which we get one of the most unusual backstories I've ever read in my entire life. So I can't wait (laughs) to unpack it with you guys. So excited. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for enjoying our trees being cut down in our neighborhood. Yeah, there's literally (laughs) at least three trucks out there. So it's like you're here with us. Yes. It's the Tin Woodman. It's the Tin Woodman. He's saving the scarecrow. Peace out. If you want to continue to get your Oz on, head on over to our Technicolor scrapbook on Instagram at DownTheYellowBrickPod. You can also email us any comments, ideas, or questions at DownTheYBP at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd be over the rainbow with gratitude. If you do, you'll be entered into a very special raffle at the end of the season to win a personalized Oz surprise as a token of our appreciation. Stay tuned for our Patreon coming soon this fall. Thank you for joining us, and we can't wait for our brick roads to cross again here on Down the Yellow Brick Pod.